Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, wonderful world, and welcome to the Best Life Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Tim Poma, here with the lovely Hello. Kathy Nello. <laughs> oh, the lovely! I love that. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, dear, absolutely. Good morning, honey. How are you? Uh, so I think it rained last night. Like what? <laughs> It did, as a matter of fact. I walked. I went outside to let my dog out this morning, and I opened the door, and I could smell. Um, and one of my friends told me what the, the name mm. of this was, and I have to look it up. The smell of fresh rain on dry dirt is called Petrichora. And I was like, oh, I love that smell. That's my favorite smell in the world. <laughs> so that was me, too, because I, you know, I, I had my window open because it's still very warm out, and... I was like, what? oh, my God, it rained, and I had that smell. And I swear to God, feeling – when I was at – I went to Mudhead to pick up a coffee last night, and I felt this some drops on me, and it had been so long since I felt raindrops. I giddy little kid. I was like, oh, my God, I was with my grandson, and I'm like, look, it's rain. It's rain. This is raindrops. This is what rain is. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was, like, really cool, and we need it so bad, and it just – it's so funny to me that it's so foreign to us now because we haven't had rain in so, so long. So I just thought that was an interesting observation in my life. I'm like, rain, like a concept, an element that I'm missing in my life. And I'm ready for like so 20 much. days of rain. Like I can just sit home and watch movies and just have 20 days of rain. So, it's, yeah, so funny that you say, it's so funny that you say that it brought you so much joy because I was out at the skate park working on a mural um, with Nathan Belinsky. And as I was walking back to my truck, I had some stuff in my hand and I felt this drop and this guy was walking by and I said, did you feel that? I said, I just got splattered with some, with something that came from the sky. I'm not really sure what it is. <laughs> and we just both laughed and uh, went about it, but it brought me so much joy just like you. And I really felt like uh, I needed that little spark of joy. It's the little things in life that really bring you so much joy, right? Right now, it really right now is. And, you know, we were talking last night about the Best Life Cafe and, you know, what it's like to have a podcast that's trying to inspire people to live their best life during a time of so much uncertainty and overwhelm. And we're like, holy cow, like, how do you even accomplish that? How do you even say, hey, get out there, you know? living my best life. You know, people are right now just going, holy shit, I don't even know how to comprehend getting through this day today. And so I think that that, you know, what we, you and I were talking about was that we really do have to give you some tools to learn how to navigate through the uncertainty and overwhelm. And as we do this podcast today, I think it's as much for you and I as it is for the rest of the world to try to understand that these are overwhelming times. These are uncertain times. And so how can we navigate uh, those feelings of complete, you know, you're, you're completely overpowered by thoughts of what's going on in the world. And, and that is what causes your overwhelm. And then there's so many conflicting avenues of information that that's what causes your uncertainty. And so you collide those yeah. two together and it just really leaves little room for anything else in your life mm-hmm. when those two things collide. 
Where is the love? The no love. kidding. Hey, you know, uh, it's not a podcast unless we sing. Yay. But you know that's what? Right. That that's a really, it's so funny that you sing that song because I remember in many times in our lives that song becoming prevalent again. And side note, you know, I was watching this uh, documentary last night on 911. It's on National Geographic. There's six episodes, and I highly recommend people watch this because it goes back to the day and it's real footage. The whole show is real footage. And you see people sitting on the streets talking to each other, helping each other, stories of people being kind to each other. They didn't care what race they were, what their medical history was, what anything was. They were just gathering and saying, we are in crisis and what can we do to get out of it? And as I was watching the show last night, I was like, yeah. Give me some more of that. Give me these people coming together and caring about each other instead of being so anti against each other right now. We're really in a place where our government is pitting us against each other with certain beliefs and certain opinions, and and it's all over the map. And so it's a little overwhelming. But I sat there and watched this show, and I was like, wow, this is where we were 20 years ago. People just stopped the madness and came together. So it's just interesting. And look at us now. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. It was very, so I highly recommend you watch that show just to give yourself a little bit of sort of what it's like for human beings to love other human beings regardless of race, belief, you know, anything that has to do with anything. It's just like we are all humans. <laughs> Bottom yeah. line, we're human beings, period. Man. If we really knew exactly what we were, we would be really disappointed in some of the things that we were saying as human beings right now. You know, wishing, yeah. yeah, wishing ailments on each other. Like, what would you, what did you call that a long time ago? You said a dry witch. Don't be a dry witch. And I feel like there is a whole sect of reality out there that is, is like, I hope you die. And you're like, wait a minute. I would never ever say that. About what? <laughs> like, it, it, uh, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. So that being said, how do we live our best life and manage uncertainty and manage the overwhelm that is our life? And so for me, it was watching this show last night and getting into the perspective of other people. So when you start to look through the lens of another person, Whatever side they're on, like stop for just one minute and say, well, what would I feel if I was that person in that situation? And when you do that and you see the world through someone else's lens, it just softens your heart and you go, you know, I see that they're this or they're feeling that. And then you can kind of go, what can I do to help you manage and navigate through your fear and your uncertainty and your overwhelm? You just got to put yourself in someone else's shoes and I'm not saying, I'm saying either side of this fence, you know, we all know what we're talking about without talking about it, but it's like we have to come together as a planet, as a collective of people and say, I care about my neighbor, regardless of what they're doing, regardless of their choice, you know, all yeah. the way across the board. And we have to it come together like as humans. It sounds like what you're talking about is compassion and empathy, and, and love. Uh, love. I, I couldn't agree more, you know, um, 
to take a deep breath, step back, and really see that there are lots of different opinions and perspectives in this world, and they're all valid. None of them are wrong. And you telling, just because you believe that yours is more correct than someone else's, most likely because it has been uh, it has been uh, brought upon you rather than it's an idea that was originated from you. Because if you look at the media, for example, at this point in time in our lives, there are five major companies that own every single media outlet. And some of those companies have joint ventures inside of other companies. And so at that point in time, it becomes very easy to control a narrative and like say a story. And then when you have everybody repeating the same story over and over again, it becomes the real truth, but it's not necessarily real. It's just the people that have the most money are making it seem as such. And it's very divisive in some ways because then it separates those that are free thinkers from those that think they're free thinkers uh, by allowing them to have their <laughs> preconceived notions. And this, yeah, this is not a, a diss against anybody who follows any narrative on the news. I can honestly admit that last year during pandemic, when obviously we were all sitting home, I watched a lot of news and I bought some of the narrative. And now I'm picking and choosing who I listen to and what opinions I listen to that are more matched with what I feel and more matched with what I believe. And I feel like part of the overwhelm, you have a certain belief and your, you know, your body and your mind is giving you this belief. And then you have this, you know, news media giving you a different narrative on whatever side that is. Uh, that's where the overwhelm comes because you're like, well, I hear what you're saying and I understand and I'm, you know, I'm getting overpowered by this, all these different feelings. So now I'm in overwhelm and I don't know what I believe anymore. And so I, one of the first things that I tell people, if you're feeling overwhelmed is to turn off the news and turn off your social media. And I swear I've gone five days without Facebook, which, you know, I'm pretty much done with Facebook besides posting about this podcast because it's just too hard for me to navigate my truth through all the different opinions. And it's super hard for me to hear anybody saying anything like, I wish they would just die on the streets. Just like, you know, Howard Stern came up the other day or something and said something like, they should all fucking die. And, and I was like, what in the fuck are these people saying? We're all human beings. Where did this division? I know. So anyways, I, before I go back on that tangent, let me just cut it right there and say, Sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed, the best thing you can do is turn off the news and turn on Hallmark Christmas, you know? <laughs> Find no, no. You know, they're all turn, like... off, turn off the television, period, and go outside. No. Go get in nature. Go find a hiking trail. All get right, on a bike. Go for a ride down a country road. Like, do something yeah. that's different than what you have been used to doing because we can't we can only create the same situation out of doing the same thing. The only way we can uh, do something different is by doing something different. Right. No, I agree with that. Get outside is really probably right now. Vitamin D is probably one of the most important elements to get in our body, especially since winter is coming. You want to get your storage. Winter is coming. It, it is. 
I mean, let's face it. Like I know. September, and I, I'm just going, I'm grasping on to these last five or six weeks that I know we have of good weather, but I know in four weeks I'll be turning my heater on just because I know the patterns of, of Ukiah, you know, and so it's okay. I'm ready for it. And, and the reason why I said Hallmark Christmas movies is because if you're struggling to feel warmth in your heart, if you're struggling to, to, to get off the narrative of, ah, this is such a, uh, do this, do that, watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know, watch Sarah leave the banker and head with the, the baker, okay? Like, it's super cute. Uh, anyway, so I do a lot of Hallmark movies during Christmas because they make me feel good. Um, and I've lately been watching a movie once a week that's light and romantic and lighthearted and I've been really enjoying just silly little movies. I watched one this weekend called She's in Portland. It is the cutest little movie about these two guys who go on a road trip. And I swear to God, I loved it. And I was like, where did this movie? You would never hear this movie, but it was silly, romantic, but also had a lot of life lessons in it. Highly recommend that movie. It's on Netflix if anyone's looking for a silly, cute movie to watch. But it's a What is it called one more time? It's called She's in Portland. Okay. All right. She's gonna, in Portland. I'll check it's, that out. It's just two friends who who have to, you know, like realize their truths in life and and it's I can't I don't want to give too much away, but it is very worth <laughs> the hour and a half investment. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the cutest movie. So you just but I my point is that if you're having trouble getting out of yourself or getting out of your the overwhelm of opinions and things that are happening in the world, like tune the hell out for a minute. Just totally. turn off the news, turn off your social media, get into a silly little movie or even an educational movie. Like watch National Geographic in Africa, you know, and like watch the animals and like get into a world that is outside of what's going on. And that will just help you kind of get grounded and, and, and get back into yourself a little bit to just escape the narratives that are happening right now. So that's one way. Um, and the other thing that I think that happens when you're overwhelmed is learning how to say no. Just when you have a lot on your plate and, and somebody asks you to do something or asks, you're like, ah, just say no. What a concept. No. <laughs> Sounds pretty easy. It's just two letters, right? N, N, <laughs> no. It, it is kind of difficult to do sometimes if you're a people pleaser, however. And you want to make everybody yeah. happy. So I guess at this point yeah. in time, the the life lesson for Best Life Cafe is that learn your boundaries and also allow yourself some space to be free within that. And so that N-O word is a very powerful statement when it comes to that uncertainty and <laughs> overwhelm. No. Here, try I mean, it with I me, Kathy. Same time. <laughs> well, I think the uncertainty is a really big part of it because I think that, you know, we went through this year of uncertainty and it was kind of embedded in our DNA, so to speak, that we didn't really know what was going to happen. And kind of just when we thought we knew what was going to happen and we were kind of coming out and getting back into real, you know, normalcy in life, we were hit with another hammer. And so now it's like I couldn't predict what the future is going to bring tomorrow. So the uncertainty is a really big piece of this. 
You know, with with that, I want to talk about a study that I read about um, that has to do with uncertainty. In 1984, Philip Tetlock um, at the National Research Center asked 284 experts their opinion on situations and scenarios that were going in the world. So, for example, like, do you think the situation with COVID is going to get worse better or stay the same so he only allowed them three answers and over the course of 20 years he asked them 27,450 questions and it was very interesting wow because the results of those studies which by the way took him five years to compile into a book um, were that the people that were the most certain about how the outcome of the situations were going to play out were the furthest away from it. And the people that had the most uncertainty in dealing with the answers were the most correct. So I think that what I'm trying to convey here is that uncertainty exists and it's okay, right? Like the letting go of knowing or having to know or wanting to know is where we find our power. And that is one of my tricks for letting, for, worrying about overwhelm and uncertainty is just let go, let go. Because we, there's a bigger picture that's playing out that we cannot see. And uh, technically I don't know if we do want to see it, but, (laughs) but just let go and let it be. Well, I mean, that's the thing about uncertainty. (laughs) I mean, uncertainty is like, I don't know, but I think that, uh, you know, challenging your belief system right now, whatever side of an opinion that you're on, in looking at another person's opinion, um, and and asking yourself, do you care too much what others think about your beliefs? I mean, I am so guilty of being that person in my life. Like, I really cared what people thought. I, you know, obviously really had, you know, that showy person on one side and was living an inside, you know, double life kind of thing. And so, like, I cared too much what people thought. And now I'm coming to a place in my life and, you know, in my, I want to say my level of life where I can't care what anybody thinks anymore. I can't care if, if it's passionate for me, if it's something I want to, you know, feel passionate about, then I can't care what anybody else thinks. So I think challenging your beliefs when you're uncertain and overwhelmed and looking, like you said, five years of research to write a book. Like, I'm like, high five, dude. I bet that is the best, you know, book ever because research is key here for everybody. Research is key. Like, challenge your belief systems. Find out what's really happening. Go down the rabbit hole. Like, whatever side you believe in, find the facts. So I think that that can help you with uncertainty and overwhelm, you know, just just kind of challenging your belief system for a minute and seeing the other side, whatever side that is, and just going, well, how does this person come up that I value? Because a lot of it is people you value in your life that we're having these upsets with, right? So, you know, it's it's very interesting because you don't stop loving the people around you, right? Like you, we went into this thing loving all of our friends and family and stuff like that now it's changed where there's it's adversarial almost. Yeah. And it's like, and, and it doesn't have to be that way. Like love wants everyone to win. Love wants a hug and, and a kiss and some embrace. 
And right now, that it doesn't look like that, but, you know, we can still send it out any way we possibly can. You know, uh, I've had some friends that were, um, I've had a friend that was really sick this week, and, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time just in meditation sort of sending out some healing vibes to people. And I'm a firm believer that you can energetically send love and healing to people. I'm a, a believer that you can send energetic love and healing to the world. And I think that all of us collectively need to have those moments where we just pray. Like we used to pray for world peace, right? Well, so now we're praying for people to come together and find a way to be together in a world where that is so, you know, divided. divided. It, it kind of ancient history because it's been going on for years, but, but right now we're all sort of awake people. Like we understand that, that, that the world is the way it is. And so what can you do? Send love out, send healing out to this world because really we need to have sort of a domino effect of good energy and, and absolutely feeling good, you know? And so I just, I do it every day. I send out love to the people I love and I send out love to the people I know that need it and healing that need it. And, you know, anybody who's feeling sick or like just really wanting them to be well. I just really want the world to be well. (laughs) And that's a beautiful thing. You want the world to be well. (laughs) No, that's, I think that's a great prayer. Actually, I would say world peace is a really beautiful prayer as well. And I would also say that uh, a healthy world, a healed world is also uh, a beautiful peace. And, you know, we can get there. We have a ways to go, but there are no problems, only solutions. And so if we can find a little solace in prayer and meditation, that is one of the things that I um, wanted to say that helps me with uncertainty and overwhelm is just sitting in silence for a little bit. I, too, Kathy, uh, broadcast love, like especially on long journeys when I'm by myself, I'll be like, I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my sister. I love my family. I love my friends. I love, I love, I love. And trying to get this uh, gratitude ball of love rolling to where it just kind of like radiates from me. And, um, you know, I, I would say it works because just like you, I'm a firm believer that your intentions create your reality to some extent. You know, and that, you know, we say it on every show, just change your thoughts, change your life. So, so go to the source of where your overwhelm is, go to the source of where your uncertainty is living and eliminate it for a minute. You know, like, like just, like, I know where the source is right now of my angst are, and that's TikTok. And so when I go down the TikTok rabbit hole, I'm <laughs> just like, well, you know, I follow it couple of certain people and not the good part not the fun tiktok but just like the really deep rabbit holes where there's a lot of stuff information that you don't get on mainstream media and i'll get down that rabbit hole and i'll be like oh my god kathy turn that off like because this is just upsetting to me and so that so i know that i can eliminate my fears and i can eliminate my anxiety if i don't do it even though there's that you know intellectual part of me that wants to <laughs> isn't it crazy what we will subject ourselves to with the feeling of unease as we're watching things yeah. or as we're doing yeah. the, the things, you know, like I feel uneasy watching TV, like almost period. Cause I know that there's something else I could be doing that could 
impact my life to the fullest, to be a better version of myself, a greater version of myself. And I, I too, fall into the I've worked a long day. I've done seven different things. I am tired. I want to go home and eat food and just veg for a second. But vegging is sometimes causes more uncertainty and uh, than anything else. So I don't you know, know. I'm, I'm in disagreement. I think veg out, people. <laughs> just like chill well, out. No, no, I I totally agree, 100. percent Like, but I'm saying that sometimes vegging causes because of social media and the television and stuff like that. It depends on what you're watching, of course. You know, if you're watching Hallmark fair, Hallmark fair, videos, yeah. then it's a different story. <laughs> but I'm basically saying like. You know, pick up a guitar, pick up a yeah. something, and Paint learn brush. how to play yeah. that. Paintbrush, absolutely. Big advocate for art as therapy. Uh, I was yeah. with my friend's family uh, in Wages Creek, and this little girl is an artist, and she actually got invited to go to the Mendocino um, Art uh, Art Center, and this lady gave her space there. And me and her were talking about it because I was showing her some of my stuff. And she goes, if it wasn't for art, I think I'd be angry. I said, what do you mean? And she oh, said, how old was she? It's like 12. I love that. And she told me it's like therapy for me. If I'm angry, I can go in my room and pick up a pen and draw mad. And then by the time I am finished with that, I am happy. This is one of the reasons that I actually I started love painting. That. I love that. Because I love that. I know. It was so beautiful because it took me like five, you know, I'm what, 27, I think, when I started painting or maybe 25. And uh, it took me like six years to figure that out, that I was letting go of things emotionally that charged me by throwing paint at a canvas, by dripping paint on a canvas. And this little 12-year-old girl tells me that she's been doing it for like a year and just, here it is. This is what it is. It's art therapy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're a genius. You're going to go so far. And you're like, so in four years, I have a job for you. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I've worked with you on painting, and I have a painting that hangs in my, my right here oh, to the yeah. right of me when I'm sitting. And uh, it was so great to get that out of my body. And if anybody who has seen this, one side of my painting is black and dark and it's so weird. And then the other side of me is light and yellow and orange. And, and it was really about me releasing the demons and bringing the light in. And this was what, two or three years ago that we did this, but it really, when I look at this picture, I'm like always reminded of that time in my life when I had to get it out of my body physically, whether that was with working out, exercising, or painting, or, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs, or, you know, whatever it was to get to get it out of your body. And that goes back to the same conversation we're having today. When you're feeling this angst and anxiety, or you're pissed off because somebody that you trusted has a different opinion of you, and now you don't know if you can be friends because, you know, all these things are going on in your body, and you're just like, ah, like, it has to come out. And so I'm reminded, I'm reminded right now, exercise, painting, uh, peaceful, easy conversation. Like we have, I have a rule like now with my friends, I'll, we'll sit down and be like, we can talk about anything but this. 
You know, like we're not talking about this. And and if you just kind of lay those ground rules before you get together with friends, it actually has been working where we're like, we're not talking about this. We're not having these conversations because we're Boundaries. out of control anyways. Well, we're, I mean, we have very little control in this world right now. So it's not, I mean, we, we could obviously rise up as a country, you know, for that. But we just have to live in our little bubble and with the people in it and, you know, manage our lives and manage our personality manage our reactions, manage our responses. It's all an inside job. It is. And the only thing we can control is how we behave. That's it. The the manner in which we carry ourselves, the way we speak, the things we do, that is the only thing you have control over. Everything else is just happening around you. <laughs> and it's happening for you, but you just don't know it sometimes because you're too close to the fire. Um, so, so let's, go ahead. let's really... Go ahead. I was going to say, let's just really focus on, like, how do we deal with uncertainty? Because I feel like we keep talking about it, and we kind of get brought in and brought out. And I think that we've kind of hit on it. But let's just go, like, bullet point and talk about each little thing. So what do you have okay. for so, so dealing I with found, this? You know, deal with – when you're feeling overwhelmed, there's – you know, I found this thing, five things to repeat to yourself, and I really love them. And one of them was, I'm giving myself permission to take the time I need to rest. And so resting, again, we're just talking about like this really being, you know, taking that time, taking a break. Um, I'm giving myself permission to not have it all figured out at once. You know, this is a very ever-changing world. So, so I don't need to figure this all out today. I'm giving myself permission to not have to be everything to everyone. You know, like just separate yourself for a minute and just be like, you know, I can't be there for everybody right now, so I have to be there for myself. I'm giving myself permission to add my own health and well-being to the list of the things I care about. And I think that is Mm. such a big thing because when you put yourself first, health and well-being, health and well-being, health and well-being, read that again, health and well-being, it's like the most important thing. I'm giving myself permission to feel deeply and notice what I am feeling while knowing that this doesn't mean I have to carry everything on my shoulders. And as you know, an empath, you're an empath, I'm an empath, we do carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. I do feel like I have to do something. I am driven by people's grief and, and help, you know, helping them navigate. That's why this podcast is here. And so I have to learn how to peel that, you know, reel that back in and just be like, I don't have to carry everything on my shoulders. I can separate and do what I can. And, you know, one of the greatest ways I think to get out of overwhelm, do something kind for somebody. Go out there and do something for somebody else, somebody you don't know, or volunteer for something, or, you know, just do a kind act of service. It gets you out of overwhelm because all of a sudden you're like, you're out of your own head and you're doing something for somebody else. And so those are my kind of go-tos right now. I think the only other, you know, the only other thing I had was, um, you know, again, changing your thoughts and turning off the news and social media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that um, we have, you know, a very similar uh, set of guidelines that we offer. You know, my first one was let go because, 
there's no way to really know what's really happening. And for us to say so is really, it's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one is envision the best. What does it look like when we're, you know, feeling these things? How do we change that direction? Because uncertainty is fear, essentially, of not knowing. So what does it look like when we envision the best possible outcome? And how do we get to that point? I'm a believer, yeah. I'm a believer on envisioning Um, the best possible outcome. Yeah, I love that. uh Uh-huh. And so then uh, I don't know if this should have gone first, but reflect. And I think the reason that I wanted to say that is because if you don't reflect on where those emotions of uncertainty are coming from, then how can you let them go? Mm -hmm. So that would be another step in that. And then avoid avoidance. What does that mean? It means you got to move forward. You can't avoid Mm. a situation. You must keep moving. That the only way to get through these uncertain times is motion. Uh, yeah. So those are those are pretty much what I had came up with. Aside from turn off the telly, log off from social media, go out in <laughs> nature, exercise and meditate. You know, I feel like we pound the exercise, meditate in all the time, and I. I ex- I have been exercising. I bought that exercise bike recently, which I is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got it at Costco, it and it connects so good. It feels so good. I got it at Costco. It connects to my iPad, and it will do – it's kind of like a pedal pin, but a very inexpensive version of it. Yeah. It was really cool. The first day I got on it, um, I was like, you you race with, like, a group of people, and I was like 4,000. And by the end of the first session, I was at 67. So the wow. next time I got on it, I was like, okay, I'm going to really do this. And uh, I did, I don't know, like 12 miles or 13 miles uh, in a wow. short little ride. And I went from 2,400 to 37, I think. And the next person above me was like three miles ahead of me. And I was like, okay, I've got some work to do. But it just felt really cool to get on the bike and spin for 30 minutes and bust out the miles and do that whole thing, Uh, which after this podcast, I'm going to go hit up again. And that's kind of my objective at this point in time. Ride the bike. Ride the bike. And so yesterday, yesterday I went and met with – Lauren Rohr, shout out to my girl, Michelle. She goes by a couple different names. But uh, we met together. We drank our green juices. She did a body assessment on me. We looked at my weight. We looked at my – I mean, I'm just really wanting to get my body in the best shape that it can be in. I mean, I'm in decent shape, but I just want to be, like, next level shape. And so I really am getting dedicated with my health. And I think, you know, the best way to get out of overwhelm and uncertainty, moments of panic, is exercise, is movement. Go for a walk. Go, go, go for a swim, a paddleboard. Like I paddleboarded for three straight days last weekend, like just like 
I mean, I probably paddleboard 15 miles, and it was incredible. The water was amazing this weekend. Maybe my last, you know, weekend on the lake, I'm not sure. But it was like I didn't think about anything. I didn't think about anyone. I just, like, paddleboarded. We had, like, barbecues, and we just hung out, and we had great conversations. And, you know, I just thought, wow, this is, like, the great escape from life out here. And so exercise, sunshine, and, you know, taking your vitamins and building your immune system so that you are not afraid in the world. You're not afraid of your neighbor. You're not – you're doing what you can in your bubble to just keep yourself safe and healthy. And that will also alleviate some of the overwhelm because you're doing your best job on you. Absolutely. You know, I have a goal with my health and fitness is to look like the statue of David. Uh, There you go. (laughs) No one's seen it. It, He's just chiseled and looks cut and all that stuff. And I'm going to achieve it. And, uh, you know, one step at a time, you got, you got to start where you are and I'm in, I'm in decent health. You know, I survived the vid and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, you know, having a little bit of goals at this point in time, uh, would also help dealing with the uncertainty is set yourself something. Yeah, totally. I just listened to this great podcast. Um, it's Lewis Howes, but he was interviewing Rob Durdeck, who is uh, the presenter on ridiculousness. He used to be a professional oh, skateboarder. Yeah. yeah, It was Love the most show. amazing podcast I have listened to oh, in to listen the to longest it. time. Yeah. He, Rob is a manifesting genius, and he literally controls – and dominates the entire conversation. I feel like Lewis asked him like four questions and he just walked through the entire process of what he's doing in his life. And he says that people are missing the point when they're like uh, one year goal, two year, five year. He goes, what about your hundred year goals? And I was like, Oh damn, that's deep. I don't even know. But then he starts talking about generational wealth, creating wealth for your grandchildren's grandchildren's yeah. grandchildren. And I was like, yeah. wow, that's pretty amazing. But it that was is. really good. So I would highly recommend that people take a listen. Um, it I is will. just pure and good fun. And that's the other thing, fun. I mean, you know, fun is a big component. And, and also, you know, our fun is getting limited. I get it. But there's still a lot of things that we can do for fun, and um, fun meaning lightness, joy, giggly, you know, bring back the laughter in your life. Again, I remember Louise Hay, I was listening to her talk one time, and she said, if you have cancer, go watch funny movies and spend your day laughing. And I always remembered that. And so whenever I was feeling really down, I would always go turn on this show called Modern Family. I don't know if anybody remembers that show. It was on, it was, And I would giggle the entire show, and it would bring me out of this sort of dark place that I was in. Uh, I'll never forget that. And I always remember just thinking, like, this show made me laugh. And, and I got I to gotta watch that again. I got to watch that again. All right, so we're coming to the end. I wanted to make an announcement. Um, that is that we are 33 downloads away. 
from 16,000 downloads. So I've got 15,977 as of last night. So if you're listening to this and you're only listening, press the download button. Download this and get us to 16,000 by next week. I know we can do it. We have, that's only 33 listeners. We usually average at least 100 downloads a week. So I'm hoping that uh, everybody listening will download, subscribe, and send us a message, review on iTunes, please, and just say what you think. Like, we want to know. We want that feedback. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my my spiel. Help us uh, live our best life by subscribing and liking. And this is the thing. Like she said, you know, drop drop us a line. If there's something that you want to – hear us talk about or or you really enjoy the show or you hate it just let us know what you're feeling uh because i don't want to know if you hate it no (laughs) just kidding i I just want some feedback i'd I'd really like to see how we can make make this better and um you know give there's no question that living your best life right now and we'll probably just have to close on this unless i know you have a quote we want to read but You know, like living, this is where the rubber meets the road. It's uncertain times. It's very hard to live your best life. But I challenge and encourage each person that listens to this show is listening because of the title, because they want to live their best life. And so wake up every day and say to yourself, what's one thing I can do for myself to be living my best life? One thing every day, just one thing. And you'll watch your life sort of magically gravitate towards one thing, then two things, then three things. Like, I'm going to live my best life regardless of what's going out here in the world. I'm just going to go kiss my wife and you know, play with my dog and go for a walk and cook a good meal and, you know, listen to good music and paint and write and read and blah, 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 all those wonderful things. And just tune out right now for a minute. Everybody needs a chill pill on all these things that are going on. Yeah, indeed. And I send love to everyone that's worried. Just, you know, really breathe in that goodness and be be present in the moment, yeah. the now. Yeah. So that's my advice for the day. Kathy, what do you have for us? I know you got a great quote that we're gonna No, you had the quote. You had a I don't have a quote. I do not have oh, a quote. Oh wait. <laughs> wait, the Denzel Washington quote? I can't that remember. You had a, is it is it completely out of our realm right now? We might not have a quote. For no, today. it's it's really not, but it's kind of it's kind of good. Uh, it, okay. Denzel Washington was asked a question uh, on a red carpet somewhere, and he and he said basically, if you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. And I don't really know yes, how probably, that fits yes. into the end of the show. But that's the quote I had, and uh, fair. Okay. Well, what we want you to do is. Listen to the news if you have to. Turn it off if you have to. Be true to who you are and and just live your best life the best you can. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, my people. Namaste. Have a beautiful love, weekend. Blessings. Have a wonderful day. And uh, I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.